Hi, parents. Today I am interviewing Amy, a parent of a wilderness teen. I would love for you to listen to how she struggled with her son's escalating emotions, not being on the same page as her husband, and the unwanted results she got when she would interview her son for pain to try and like get to the bottom of his depression and anxiety. I am so grateful for Amy and every parent who is willing to share their parenting experiences to help another. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Parenting Post-Wilderness, your guide to parenting struggling teens. I'm your host, Beth Hillman, a mom of five boys, including a post-wilderness teen and a life coach for parents. I will guide you on how to influence lasting change by first understanding the relationship-changing power of focusing on your own behavior instead of futile attempts to control your teens. Parents, the change begins with us. Hello, hello. Welcome to Parenting Post-Wilderness. We are so excited. We're so excited. We have our guest today, and her name is Amy, and we're so excited to have her. Hello, Amy. Hello. So happy to be here. Awesome. So happy to have you here. Thank you. Oh, and that other voice, of course, is Seth. And we're so happy to have, I am so happy. We're just, I'm just happy. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Okay. So Amy has a son. uh, Well, more than that, but this son particularly went to wilderness and then to a therapeutic boarding school for a little while. So we are going to let Amy kind of introduce herself and then we've got lots of questions for her. So take it away, Amy. Hi. You know, I've been doing a lot of reflecting on our journey because as I told you earlier, you sometimes forget about the trauma as a way to sort of protect yourself. So I've gone back and thought through it a little bit um, so that I can be pretty authentic as to the ups and downs and, you know, turns along the way. But for the most part, we had this, he is the youngest of three, two older sisters, and he was a happy, great, bubbly kid. And once he started getting into puberty, he became a little more moody, at times depressed. We had him in an outpatient program for a few weeks in seventh grade. We thought that that would help. Um, He continued to be moody and to be withdraw from friends, not engaging in school, being sort of irritable. We were fortunate in that he didn't turn to drugs or alcohol to cope. But what he did do is that he went to video games, not always gaming. Sometimes it was just watching YouTube videos, instructional things, educational, but to the point of not getting anything else done, not engaging with friends, not um, doing his homework. And we saw this bright kid just become so withdrawn and so miserable to be with. We tended to try, when we tried to put boundaries around this kid in terms of his uh, video gaming, he would respond in a very angry fashion. And we began to sort of tiptoe around his moods. And we didn't really hold him accountable for managing his emotions when things escalated. We let them escalate. We let him get away then with going back to the video games to sort of de-escalate his moods. 
And then the conflict between my husband and I would continue because we had different approaches where I wanted to be this hardcore disciplinarian and take every piece of video equipment and toss it out the front door where my husband was sort of letting him think he's going to kind of work it out on his own. So we were good cop and bad cop. And that was really destructive to our marriage. I don't know if you want me to keep going, if this is too much detail for people. No, but, this is um, awesome. I mean, already so many thoughts going to right. my mind. And then I became so concerned as I saw this kid sort of spiral that, that at some point he was going to hurt himself. And so then I wasn't sleeping at night. I'm checking on him all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly thinking about him, trying to come up with strategies. And I'm one of those people where if I have anxiety, I got to... I got to find my team. I got to find a, a, a game plan, a work plan, an action plan, whatever you call it. I had to put it together. So I sort of built my team. I had the school. I engaged the school. I engaged therapists for me, for family, for him. But he never really responded to therapy. He would sometimes just go to sleep during on the couch during his therapy sessions where we had therapists say, <laughs> I, I'm not sure what else to do. You got to try something different with this kid. And we did. And I had a psychiatrist that medicated him. Um, I had educational consultants for alternative high schools and other different learning environments, but nothing seemed to work. Yeah. And it was stressful. It is so stressful. Oh, my heavens. Um, I only laughed. I don't know if you guys heard my giggle, but because it's now, right? Because it's been a couple of years, right? Yes. Well, he's now... Um, a sophomore in college. Yeah. And so I, I have, I guess I'm going to apologize for my giggle, but I just thought when you're in the moment, it is, it's, it's absolutely atrocious. It's awful. I mean, you're just so concerned, right? Right. And you don't want to tell your friends or family that, that you've got this kid because I was taking it personally that somehow I couldn't parent my way out of this. You know, I was constantly interviewing this kid for pain, you know, like, why are you upset? You seem upset. You seem, can, can I do anything? Did someone hurt you? Are you thinking about hurting yourself? It was constant with me. And then that became sort of my dynamic with him mm. at the same time. And those aren't things that are easy to share with friends and family. Sure. What did you feel like was the result of this? That's so interesting. I don't know if I've heard anybody say that before, but I've heard it from you before. Is this interviewing for pain? What did you think it was going to do? And then tell me what you actually, what was the result of it? that I was going to find some cause that he was going to say, oh, it's because I don't think anybody at school likes me or I think I'm different or something that I could kind of remedy. Oh no, you're wonderful. You know, or to figure out what the cause was, because I guess I thought it was a cause and effect that there was something that was causing his depression versus just this sort of state of being that he was feeling. He didn't know why he felt that way is what I, came to realize he just right. didn't know he wasn't in control of it. Yeah. Mm. So you just kept, you kept doing it because it was a pattern, right? You yes. said you guys, this was the pattern is you would interview for pain constant. And then what happened though, you were hoping for this result of, Oh, well guess what mom, this and this and this happened, but that never did. So what was the re- the actual result you got? Um, I got more resistance from him. Leave me alone. I'm okay. On occasion, he would come up with something that I thought thought was tangible that I could work with. But most of the time, he would say, I don't know. I don't know. Quit bothering me. 
Mm. And so it became this sort of sad moment for me because I couldn't figure out what was going on with this kid, you know? Yeah. Our, it's because as moms, I feel like, and let me know if you, if this resonates with you, but we feel this real intense, deep down desire to make everything better. Yes. Right. Where do you think that comes from? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's, you, you want to protect your children. You feel like you need to protect them. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I felt like I needed to protect my children from all things that were going to make them sad and happy, anxious. I mean, I know now that that does them a disservice, but I think as a mom, you just want to protect them from pain from the outside world, right? And you want them to grow up to be self-sufficient, strong people. But I guess I thought that me, you know, diagnosing him was going to be the trick or that I could feed something to the the professionals that I had engaged to say, here it is, work with this, you know, I think it's this because they couldn't get it out of him either. Yeah, that's, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. So how did he end up at Wilderness? I was fortunate to have an incredible psychiatrist that worked with him and was was terrific crisis manager. And he said to me, you've got a kid here whose brain is developing and I don't think he's well. And you need to do something and you need to do it before he's 18 because that window of opportunity to put him in a program is going to close. And I think he needs it. I think he needs this reset and he needs to, he's not going to deal with his emotions, you know, sitting in front of a computer. You need to get it away from him. And I've had a lot of, he's had a lot of clients that he's recommended wilderness to and has had good results from. And so he put me in touch with an educational consultant that he had worked with a lot. And he also then, I thought my husband was not, I would have probably sent my son to wilderness probably a year before. I had talked to somebody about it, but my husband was not on board with it. He could not see that my son was not well. He had a hard time with it. Do you feel like you had any reservation or you were a hundred percent? You're like, this is it. Well, I had reservation. I was afraid. And my reservation was, I mean, I feel like I'd exhausted all my other options. Mm. And because I'd had friends, close friends that said, I did it. I'm glad I did it. It'll be okay. My son doesn't hate me, you know, because I was so afraid that he would just disconnect from us and never want to be with us again, that he would hate us forever. Yes. I, I think that's a very, very genuine and common fear. Absolutely. But I knew that the path that we were on was not sustainable. And I was afraid that he was going to hurt himself. Mm -hmm. So when it came down to it, would you say that the number one resounding reason or, or driving factor was overall his safety? Yes. And the fact that he was, he's a, you know, I don't want to brag on my child, but he is very bright. And I saw this very bright kid doing nothing, right? not using that brain because his brain was so anxious and depressed that he couldn't do anything else but sort of try to manage those emotions. And I felt like I needed to unleash that again, 
that intelligence again. We needed, it was getting cloudy, being clouded by all those other emotions that were not sustainable. I just felt like he was, he wasn't reaching his potential. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's interesting that you knew something was going on, right? You, and then you said like you, when you were interviewing for pain, you're trying to find this like one, one reason or one or two things, but it, it was, it sounds like it was a lot of things just kind of piling up. And you've mentioned emotions a lot. He was anxious a lot and depressed a lot. And those emotions can feel so overwhelming, so overbearing that individuals and especially kids will, will hide right in their mm-hmm. gaming or in their substances or really any addiction. Right. And that's what you were seeing. Is, is that a good clarification? That's a very good clarification because here's this bright kid just sitting in front of a computer all day. And I think the way he dealt with his anxiety was to lash out. So he was angry. If you tried to get him to stop, he would just scream at you. And you had this dynamic that was so angry. And who can live in a home where it was, there was so much anger and agitation and tension? It just wasn't a good living environment for anyone. Yeah. It sounds like you guys were very much like, in, in many ways, also fueling off of each other. Absolutely. You know, and I was just thinking it was also creating a lot of marital tension. I think those were the toughest couple years of our marriage, for sure. Because we didn't agree. We had different approaches. We saw things differently. And that was hard because we were not a team when it came to dealing with him. And he mm-hmm. knew it. And he played off of it, right? So that was tough too, because I was constantly angry at my husband and him, you know? Right. Yeah. I think this is, I'm so glad you're willing to to bring this up because I think this is many, not all, but many, many, many parents struggle with this idea of I've got to get on the same page. And that's a lovely thought. It's a lovely idea. (laughs) Parents, you get on the same page, right? You want to provide, you've heard these words like a united front and things like that. So can you kind of tell us some of your, like, did you, did you feel like you ever got on the same page or how did you work through that? I don't think we really worked through that, honestly, until well into his wilderness and post-wilderness experience. I feel like I was talking about the psychiatrist that I love. We met with him and he turned to my husband and said, you need to understand. And my husband's a very strong personality. And he said, you need to understand your son is not well. You need to do something. Your wife is on board. Can you see what you're doing to your wife? Can you see what you're doing to your marriage by not acknowledging what's going on here? I mean, he was sort of in his face. And I think that that really shook my husband to the point where he got on board. And then I also had some of the friends that I talked to that talked to him. So then he got on board with the wilderness, but he still wasn't 100%. They had to become comfortable 
that I was the parent that was going to be, I don't want to say stronger, but more resolute that this was the right thing to do. And then I may not have my spouse's complete support that he may have more doubt than I did, but I had to go forward because I knew in my gut, this was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I know it's, this isn't necessarily a fair question because it's kind of your opinion of what was transpiring for your husband, but was he ever able to say why he had the block in regards to seeing the significance of the situation? He can say that now. Yes. Um, I think he was afraid. I think he was afraid like I was of what would happen to the relationship with our son. He would say that now. And he also would say that he was glad that I was the stronger of the two. He gives me credit for that now of bringing him along in terms of um, that wilderness was the best step for him. Mm -hmm. You mentioned this a little while ago about parents can make it mean a lot about them when we, we are considering wilderness. I, I know that I personally had lots of thoughts, like, I guess I just couldn't figure it out. I, I couldn't do it. I wasn't the mom he needed. Lots of judgment about my own parenting. Amy, did you go through that? And then do you think your husband went through that too, right? All that. It's just, I guess, judgment really when it boils down to it. Like, I didn't do a good enough job. So now I got to go hire these other people to try to help. <laughs> yes. Do you well, feel that? I- I mean, I was on our socio-emotional intelligence committee at the high school where I did programs on it. I thought I was, you know, really in tune that I had this incredible EQ that I, you know, used all the expert advice and, and parenting my two older girls and they were fine. Right. I was successful Mm -hmm. with them. And all of a sudden I get to him and I'm like, I think I'm a fraud. I must be because. I thought I knew more than I did. And why isn't anything working with this kid? And maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not emotional enough. Maybe I'm not a strong enough parent to put boundaries. Maybe I'm not demonstrating enough love to this kid. You know, it, it became a lot of self, there's a lot of self-doubt with it for sure. Yeah. And I think um, everybody just deals with that in their own way, right? Yes. We, we fight or we flight or we freeze. <laughs> and I don't know, you know, in particular in my, where we live, it's a fairly affluent community. And I think people put on a good face. And mm. so it's not a community where people share a lot about their struggles, right? right. Everybody's trying to look super successful. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, how come all these other families in town seem to be, have these perfect children? And what did I do wrong? You know, yes. Once again, I'm the fraud in town. Yeah. Such a common, common and genuine feelings and thoughts for sure. I resonate with all of that. <laughs> yes. Until you, until you, until you bear your soul a little bit with some friends. And then all of a sudden you, people come out of the woodwork to talk to you to say, Oh my gosh. You know, I have the same thing going on at my house. Yes. I think, which I didn't realize um, so much until this experience as well, is is this authenticity. It in, invites others. Oh, well, if you're going to 
admit that, then I guess, okay, I'll admit that, that, and that. And it's like, all of a sudden, we take off our masks, you know, so to speak. We are actually like, hey. (laughs) And then you realize everyone is doing it. Everyone is hiding behind this, hey, we've got it all together (laughs) kind of idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a call that says, are you available for coffee? You know, I've got something I want to, you know, run by you. And I know that you've had this experience. And that's great that you can be supportive. Yeah. And you learn something too from these other people. Absolutely. Even though you may be further down the road, you're still always learning. Right. Hello. Thank you for listening today. I know you want more and so do I. Oh, I love how Amy brings up the universal truth of when we help another, we learn too. It is so true. Well, don't fret parents. The remaining recording with Amy will be posted next week. Cannot wait for you to hear more about this mother's wilderness experience. Thanks. Hey there. Thank you for joining me today. If you know a struggling parent, please share this with them. If you have any questions or want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Beth Hillman Coaching or through my website, BethHillmanCoaching.com. And remember, parents, the change begins with us.